1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Scottish football mourns the loss of one of its true greats Walter Smith, legendary Rangers and Scotland manager Has sadly passed away at the age of 73 Leaving fans and colleagues to remember The career of a fine football manager And the life of an even better man Tributes have been paid throughout the day As the news begins to sink in And joining me to bring some of these tributes together Is Gordon Diel, Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans When Jock Steen died the greatest football writer of them all, Hugh McIlvanny, wrote about the larcenous nature of death, how it breaks into your life and steals the irreplaceable. I offer those words tonight in memory of Walter Smith and I dedicate those words tonight to Ethel, to Neil and to Stephen, his boys, and to his grandchildren. Scottish football has lost a giant of the game but Ethel has lost a husband, Neil and Stephen have lost a father, and the grandchildren have lost their granddad. I offer them my sincere condolences. Uh, Kenny Miller, a hugely emotional day for people who knew Walter Smith and for people who didn't. Um, but you obviously did and worked extremely closely with him. How would you sum up your feelings this evening? Uh, it's hard. I've been thinking all day about how you would speak about it. Uh, obviously, words. Are not big enough, you know. There's no words that can explain what he meant to so many. Uh, again, echoing what Hugh says, obviously, the thoughts are with Ethel, his boys, obviously, his grand, his grandkids as well. I think the last time I seen him actually was at Ibrox with, with the twins, uh, at the game. So it's, uh, no, again, for me, he was, he was, again, I've said it, I've said it many times, he found a way of getting something out of me that I never knew was there, and I think that was. I've spoke to a lot of people today about him as well, uh, and and their memories and their stories are are pretty similar. You know, he was a. There's no many guys I could say that have touched my life or my career, and but Walter was definitely one of them that, that touched it in a, a real, real positive manner. Uh, club, country. Uh, again, what I can say as well, and I, I firmly believe that had it not been for Walter, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to come back to Rangers probably in 2008, and for that, I'd be eternally grateful. Uh, Absolutely devastated with the news of, of today I mean Gordon Deal, This is the, the type of news The size of the man Means that this will be felt For a long time Across this city This country The footballing community And the, the wider scale as well It's it's a real sad day Yeah um, On a very difficult day Gordon I can only echo The words of Kenny and Hugh um, t- Terrific words there um, I was very fortunate That I came up against Walter as a manager and I'll never forget the day I walked into Ibrox to play against his team and the advice and the time he took just to spend and I was with you know Air United a division below he was managing one of the biggest clubs in the country and still had the time after a game before a game everything about him and uh, it's a very very sad day today It is a sad day indeed but what it does do is provide us with an opportunity to hear your memories your tributes maybe you went and watched Walter Smith's Rangers teams maybe you had the good fortune to meet the great man maybe you've got some memories tributes stories that you would like to share I appreciate it's not easy and it is an emotional time for many people but uh, sometimes talking about it can bring a smile to the faces and remember some good times so pick up that phone 
And let us know 01419511025 Like I said Even your, your footballing memories Some of the good times And there were many uh, For you Rangers fans He of course gave Scotland fans Some good memories as well uh, But the size of the man Hugh Means that There are a select few Who Transcend Even this The most divided Tribal Footballing landscape And, and we'll see that tonight for sure I'm looking around me today and uh, I know that you've been at Ibrooks and Kenny passed Ibrooks on his way here tonight. The outpouring of grief, outpouring of emotion, uh, unsurpassed, I think, since Billy McNeil died and before him, Tommy Burns. Glasgow unites when the icons pass on. Uh, Walter was unquestionably a Rangers icon, uh, like Billy and Tommy. At the Celtic side of Glasgow uh, And A giant of our game uh, You know I first Met Willie Waddle in 1970 When I started in this business So for 51 years I've been dealing with Managers from Willie Waddle to Stephen Gerrard For me Walter was the most Inspirational And the most admirable of men And that has been reflected This afternoon and will be reflected this evening on this programme The thing that struck me Kenny speaking to, to Rangers fans And reading various things today Now this is a hugely Hugely successful Rangers manager You're talking 10 league titles 5 Scottish Cups 6 League Cups A UEFA Cup runner-up Led the Scotland national team uh, To some famous results as well But what springs to people might, to people's mind Who didn't even know him Personally Is actually about the man Rather than all those Footballing achievements Which is what we're also obsessed with What does that say about the size of the character that we've lost? Well it, it tells you everything you need to know Because you, you see again Anybody I spoke to today Like you say We never talked about Oh by the way but that, that trophy won there Or that final or, or that game It was how good a man he was How good he had treated that person That I was speaking at the time And you know And I can feel that I can absolutely That resonates with me Because like I said, I got an opportunity back in 2008 to come back and I remember sitting in the car park at Mar Hall when I came back for holiday and it was, we were sitting in there and he was, he, we'd already spoke clearly, we'd arranged to meet and he says, I want you to come back, you know. And I, and he told me reasons again that were, he actually put me at ease because obviously it was a big thing at the time. And I always just believed that because of that man, because of who it was, it would be accepted. It would be taken with what it was, it was, mm -hmm. it was meant for. And ultimately people would trust in that in that call And every single person has talked about the man Every single person has got their own stories Their own memories of situations that Walter said Or done or spoke to them away from the game That have made them feel better about themselves Or perform at mm -hmm. a different level that they could You always knew that was a significant day in your career then But, but given the, the sad news today Now that you you look back on that How, how special a memory is that, that day? How cherished? Is that for you? You know, like that's that's one thing. Memories. Everybody's got their own stories. Everybody will have their own memories. I have numerous uh, for both club and country. Again, the very one of the first ones that I had with Walter, and I've told this a many a time, and I'm sure there'll be people, listeners, that have probably heard it at events or whatever. But it's when he was manager of Scotland, and his first game as a Scotland manager was Italy away in the San Siro, and we got beat two and all that. I think it was two Pirlo free kicks. Put two in the top corner I was in the wall And both of them as well Probably ducked <laughs> But uh, I missed a chance that night Nigel Quasi put me through And I think it might have been Buffon was in goal that night You know what I should have scored I know I should have done better 
I was getting chased back with an Italian defender and Buffon saved that missed chance. A month later, we played Belarus away. Had a chance, Dan Fletcher puts me through. Had it right in the top corner. Keeper puts it onto the post out for a corner. And I got nailed. Two chances, two misses. Kenny Misser. Probably, Kenny Miller. probably, probably Hugh Evans at Rotary. Probably Hugh, yeah. <laughs> I was getting nailed for two chances. And you know, so we played Austria. That was the last game of that season. And we played Austria in the August friendly the next year. Uh, he pulled me after the training and he says, look Kenny, he goes, I know you've taken a bit of stick. He goes, forget that. Forget all that carry on. He goes, as long as you're performing, he goes, you've done as much for this team as anybody. And since I've come in, I've been in the job maybe five, six months. As long as you're playing, as long as you're performing at your club, you will be my number nine. You'll be my number nine moving forward as long as you're doing the job that you've done. Because forget that, I'm happy with the, role, with the role that you're playing. And you know, I left it there and listen, he said other things as well, but I left it and I thought, it's Walter Smith, you know, like, so much respect for the man, so much admiration for the man, like you said, that I let I felt ten foot tall, you know. And I was playing a different role that night. He then let me know, by the way, I'm not playing you up front tonight. I'm playing you just off of Gary O'Connor. No, no problem, boss. Whatever you want, whatever you want. And there's few. And again, everybody who's been a player will know this. There'll be a manager that have touched them. You know, it's made them want to run through that brick wall for them. You want if you've been fortunate, you may have a few. But that night, I just thought, you know what, that. I felt 10 foot tall I scored in the Austria game The next month was the Italy game I scored And the, the Tuesday three, three days after the game Was the Norway game I mm-hmm. scored too You know That was what He seemed to get out of me And these, some of these performances I just You know It got something out of me mm-hmm. That I never knew I had And there's these moments Numerous moments like that uh, with, with Walter That he just knew what to say He knew things The timing to say it He knew what to mm-hmm. say When to say it You know the, Countless the, stories the, uh, Hugh, I'll hold your thoughts right there Because I know you've got some interesting stories to share with us And I'm looking forward to hearing them between now and 8 o'clock Let's go to the phones though 01419511025 Crawford is a Rangers fan from Irvine To kick things off Crawford, uh, I know it might not be easy But try and sum up how you're feeling today um, uh, Evening, how you doing? Um, I never really phoned in to the open line But I thought this should be the one time I would Because I just wanted to pay my respects to, to Walter Um I'm absolutely gutted by the news. I knew, I knew he wasn't well. Um, I seen him at the the golf tour a couple of weeks ago, and there was a hope that he was on the mend. But I read the news this morning, and I was just absolutely shocked by it. Um, it feels as if it's the passing of a family member, which is probably strange to a lot of people. But that's what it feels like, and I think there's a lot of Rangers fans out there that feel the same way. Um, I've just. Just get great memories of him. Um, I grew up watching his teams. My first real season going to watch Rangers with my dad was the ninety two ninety three season when we nearly got to the Champions League final. And just the memories of that and Walter on the touchline. It's just he epitomised Rangers. He epitomised what it is to be a good man. He's a great man. Um, it's just one of the old school men that you look up to. Humble, um, straight talking. A guy you wouldn't mess with, but had so much respect for, and I think it obviously goes across the full city, the full divide. Nobody's got a bad word to say about the man, and I just really like to phone in and pay my respects to him. He's um, just an absolute legend. I can understand that Crawford, like many Rangers fans tonight, feel as if they've lost a family member rather than an iconic football manager. And that was one of the great things about Walter Smith, who, let's not forget, was Rangers manager and Rangers chairman No one will ever be able to say that again uh, There was a great paternal aspect to him With Ethel and with the boys They were a terrific family But Kenny 
tells the story there of how Walter made him feel 10 feet tall. The greatest of them are master psychologists as well as master tacticians. And Walter had that as well. And he's the, for want of a better expression, the modern day father of the club. And that's why people feel as if they have lost a father figure today. Uh, I mean, Crawford, what are some of your your best memories then involving Walter Smith? There's so many. Uh, that first season, um, you know, that it was the first season in the Champions League and we nearly got to the final. Unbelievable. And then nine in a row. I'll, I'll never know Rangers winning. Um, but even when Rangers lost, the thing that sticks in my mind when I was wee, if Rangers lost, the first thing I wanted to see was Walter Smith after the game talking on the telly because he had this way of like, when he speaks, you thought, right, that's fine, I understand now and made it feel better. Um, but just that whole era with Gaza and Loudrop, all the memories, fantastic. And then he came back when we were, sorry, he came back when we were struggling with the, the Paul Glenn era and turned the club round again. Just, there's so many memories There's too many to mention He's just He's an absolute legend And it's a sad night sad I, think, I think you've put that Extremely well Crawford Because for me Sort of growing up Kenny looking on the outside That's actually the exact impression I've got um, From from knowing You know Rangers fans that, You know Grew up with or whatever That Even when he wasn't there There was always this feeling of If something wasn't going well Let's just get Walter back Because he'll fix it Walter will make everything okay And that, that's that's kind of how I viewed it from the outside So when he did leave And if, if the club had Can we just get Walter back And he'll, he'll make it fine And then of course um, when, As you mentioned You know A role in the boardroom for instance When the club was at its lowest point Just get Walter back Because he'll, he'll make everything okay Is that is that what it felt like? You know for me again Through through my time as a, as a Rangers fan And a Rangers player I don't think of Rangers without My mind automatically going to Walter Smith you know, obviously the connection I've had and, and the work that I've had with him over the number of years. that and I, and I was going through some of that as well as a player in the club at that time where things were not going quite right and there was rumours. Do, do we get Walter back? Do we try and get Walter back? And I remember having conversations with fellow players thinking, it would be great if he did. You know, I've been through it. He is, he is Mr Rangers. Again, he's, he's had so many different roles within the club. Uh all of them normally involving success, which is what Rangers fans and players and everything involved with the club craved at that time, where things weren't going according to plan. Mm. Uh, I says that's that's for me. I've thought so many. I spoke to Chris Boyd earlier, and he says, "Kenny, I spoke about it earlier. You end up waffling. You know, you end up waffling about things, and because you you've got so much and so much respect for the man that you want to get it across and and make under, people understand how how much you, how much you, you cared for him, how much you felt for him, how he's how he's affected you as a, as, as a person. Again, forget a player as a, as a person and a man, uh, and it's and it's tough, you know. But like I said, I can't think of Rangers without thinking about mm. Walter Smith. I mean, Gordon. Obviously, most people rightly, understandably, are talking about the man. If, if, you know, look at that football CV. Just at Rangers, the ten titles, the five Scottish Cups, the six League Cups, UEFA Cup runner-up. Um, I mean, that's. The, the, will we ever see the likes of that again? Probably not. No, never. I, I'm sitting here listening to Kenny. I can see the pain in his face. Listening to Hugh as well, and I had actually written that down, Gordon, the football manager. We're talking about the guy, and everybody will have their stories about what sort of person. But he's a football manager, and what he achieved, uh, north and south of the border, even mm. down he managed Everton as well. And you hear the the tributes coming from down south, which is absolutely brilliant to hear. But as a football manager, and Kenny's right, he was Rangers. And the one thing that always stuck out for me was 
the players that he had at his disposal. And he, when he finished managing, and I'd been around golf tournaments and stuff like that in, in days out, every single player and big name players never ever called him Walter. They called him Gaffer. Mm. Yeah, speaks volumes. Crawford, thank you very much. Let's bring in Robert, who's also a Rangers fan in Carlook. It's, it's the same question really to you, Robert. How would you sum up your emotions tonight? Well, I'm very sad, obviously. And uh, I wish you, if you, all you guys that are there, are you all okay? Afraid, I'm afraid. And, as I say, it's a, <laughs> it's a very sad day for the Ranger family. <laughs> Robert, just you take your time. You take a minute. We'll be here. Not need, no need to rush at all. Just you take a minute, take a breath, and um, yeah, I think it goes without saying, Kenny. That's what it. That's what it means to people. Absolutely. There's uh, there's no getting away for that. I've through times when I when I I was reading what Ali went through this morning and knowing Ali uh it touched me big time. You know, it made me I could see how he would be, I could feel how he would feel and I, and and I, and I still do. And that, that that got me exactly how it got Robert, you know. Uh completely understandable and Everybody's going to express their, their 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 feelings and their emotions in in different ways, you know. So, but I can completely get where everybody's coming from because, again, by like 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 Gordon said there, you, you can't forget that. By the way, he was a football man, a proper football man. As much as he was a great man and everything being taught, great husband, grandfather, father, you know, everything that comes out with that. But he was a football man, and that's where, again, that's where my involvement with him was, and it was it was a pleasure to work with him. As well as the understandable sadness, Robert, he gave you a lot of good times, I'd imagine. A lot of good memories. Yes, he certainly did. Uh, I only ever spoke to him once, and that was when he was going into Fir Park. And uh, I wished him all the best. And he said, thanks very much. He was a Rangers icon, and I would like to think the board... At Ibrooks, would consider erecting a statue. Well, Hugh, uh, yeah, I mean, probably a conversation for down the line, but you yeah. can understand where Robert's feelings on that, and I, I'm sure there, there will be plans to, to honour the great man in some way. It's best for the club to absorb today's tragic news. They have a game of football to play tomorrow night against Aberdeen. And then take their time and consider what is the most appropriate, symbolic thing that they can do to honour Walter Smith. And they will do something because tonight's programme and what's happened in this city today tell you that it is demanded of them. Robert, thank you very much. I know it's not easy, so we appreciate you taking the time. Look after yourself. That was Robert in Carluco, 14195-1025. Robert's never forgotten the one time that he met Walter Smith. Have you ever met him? Ever had any chance encounters, any memories, any tributes that you want to share? Now is the time to do it. And the current Rangers manager, well, he was emotional as well, and we'll hear from him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans Gordon DL and Kenny Miller all here taking your memories your tributes to the late great Walter Smith who sadly passed away 
At the age of 73 We are on Twitter as well John Bain says I had the pleasure of meeting Walter a few times When he brought his car in for a service He spoke away about my favourite games He told me about his time at Rangers and Everton But most of all He always asked me how I was doing Happy to chat A true gentleman And Billy McClay says The embodiment of what a club legend should be Loyal Honest Honourable And simply the best Rename the training ground permanently In his honour Says Billy 01419511025 On the phones Safe to say the Current Mm -hmm. Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard Who gave Walter Smith Some joy no doubt At the end of last season In winning that title He Has spoken to Rangers TV today And paid his own tribute It's still obviously very raw um, But it is a very sad day for everyone Connected to the club Uh, Walter was an incredible leader, um, a very successful manager at Rangers. I think he epitomised everything that this club stands for. Um, his DNA is all over the club, and um, it's obviously very sad news. He's been right behind me since day one. Um, had many lunches and dinners and coffees and chats and private time with him in my office. Um, so um, he's obviously going to be a very big loss and a miss to, to a lot of people. Um, as you say, he's, he's decorated all over the club, uh, and he will be forever because he gave many, many years to this football club. Um, he loved the club. He, he was honest. He was genuine, um, and he's made me a better person. So um, I've got nothing but good words to say. I've been the lucky one to to know him and, and to spend time with him. Um, so have an awful lot of other people who will have their own special memories of, of a great man. Um, it's going to be emotional uh, in the coming days and weeks. Um, but the best tribute I and we as a team can do is uh, be united, get the fans behind us and try and win the game tomorrow. And um, that'll be the best tribute we can we can give him and his family. Well, what an impact Walter Smith must have made in a relatively short space of time. I know Stephen Gerrard got to know him quite well over the, the years he's been here, um, but you can hear what he meant to him. Let's bring in Tom and Alloa, who's on the line. And uh, understand, Tom, you knew Walter Smith going way back. Is that right? Yeah, Walter and I were great friends for many years. As I, I've been with uh, Alex Ferguson, but my history goes back to 1968. Probably Hugh, probably. Just to remember this, uh, I signed for Rangers in 1968 and uh, eventually after a career at Rangers I ended up at Dundee United and I was introduced to my new teammate who was also my roommate and that was Walter. And uh, there was uh, the days when, you know, Dundee United were lambasted for all the players or first team players. You were never allowed home if you were X amount of miles away from your home base. So we stayed in Broughty Ferry in, in a big hostel. Uh, so Walter was my roommate. And I've got fond memories of times when we were off skint with no money. And especially on a Thursday, you know, there was always uh, things that, you know, we thought, how could we make some extra money? So Walter came up with the idea that we're going to have a, a game ahead tennis on the Thursday after training and 
there was a kitty put in and then that would maybe, if you won that, give us the amount of money to go down, uh, get some beers at the Ballinard uh, down the road or down to the chippy. So the funny thing, uh, one of the teammates was a guy called Billy Brenner, but not the, the Billy Brenner, mm. the, the famous one we know. But he was quite a miserable character. And we used to sit in the TV room and he used to put his sweeties up his jumper into his mouth so nobody would know he was eating sweeties. And then mm. he would disappear to the toilet every half an hour for 20 minutes we still say what the hell is he doing sort of thing so but Walter and I were outside so I was in Walter's team because I was his roommate so we're battling away heading away and Walter was very aggressive in those days and I always remember in those days I don't know if he ever got his teeth fixed but he always had a plate and you know he used to take it out and had a big space I think it was on the left side side of his face so when Walter growled it was funny you know but we were playing away at the head tennis and all of a sudden, Walter put a belt right across the net, and all we could hear was smashing a glass and whatever. And we thought we were in trouble with the then Mrs. Clark that run the place. But when we went to pick up the ball, there was all these smashed lemonade bottles. And this guy, Billy Bremner, had actually tied all these bottles to the end of the, the window. So every time he was actually leaving to supposedly go to the toilet, he wasn't sharing nothing with anybody, he was actually taking his juice and then putting it back in the string you know so, <laughs> sure, it, sure it wasn't Gordon Diel, that sounds exactly like something <laughs> he would do uh, Tom, how do you I, I, I love it when people can, can go way back because the obvious question is did you ever think he would go on to achieve the sort of legendary managerial status that he did, what, what was he like as a young man and, and could you see this coming? I remember, I remember fondly, you know, my, my condolences to, to Ethel and the the family first and foremost, but I can remember Ethel, you know, coming up to, to Dundee and they were just dating at the time. To memory, I think Walter came from Carmel, you know, so he was quite a, he was quite a proud of his Glasgow heritage, you know. The, the thing, the thing that, that got me was, um, I always thought he was an impressive person, you know, even for me a couple of times, Jerry Kerr would draw us into the office and I don't know if you would remember, Jerry had a wee bit sent his teeth with his pipe used to hang, you know. Um, and Walter used to mock him, he used to sit in the... He appeared with a pipe one time, you know, and he was sitting and he'd done a great impersonation of Jerry Kerr ticking you off, you know. And uh, But you never think, I was just saying to someone today, you know, my career took me different, you know. I went, I became a, a coach operator, run coaches here in Alawa. And uh, I sat back with great, you know, that just that awesome feeling, you know, when me I knew Alec Ferguson well from the Rangers days, but to watch Alec do well, but in particular Walter Smith, whom I really knew quite well, the way he just actually conducted himself and you know, I never thought in my wildest dreams, you know, that mm-hmm. I would actually watch a man who really, really just you know, I was so impressed with him as a person. So much so when he when he went back to Rangers, uh I got him and I had a phone call with each other and I sent Ethel some flowers and I wished them well, you know. And he was chatting away and he says, you know, um, he started talking about the Rangers day and I said, ah, my, my deepest regret, Walter, was I lost my blazer with my Rangers badge and it was something I always wanted to keep, you know. And I couldn't believe two days later, you know, there was a, a chap at the door and the post came and Walter's actually sent a new badge for a new blazer, oh, you know. Brilliant. And I'm sure I'm sure you've still got it, Tom. I'm sure you're very proud of him watched your friend go on to achieve everything that he did. And, and Hugh, something that keeps coming through is that sort of humility, kindness, you know, these types of things. Generosity of spirit. Uh by 
personal recollection of Walter, which will always live with me. Um, during his first time as Rangers manager, the nine in a row era, which Walter completed. Um, my wife had sisters who lived in Milton Keynes. One of them had a boy, then only eight or nine years old, who required a very big brain operation. And months later, he came up to Glasgow and his father said, we'd love it if he could get a tour of Ibrox. So I went into the foyer in the days when you could, Kenny, when you didn't have to beat off several security men and PR people. Uh, and Walter came out, just a towel around his waist, being in the shower, and he said, Shug, was I supposed to see you? And I said, no. He said, well, what's up? So I went into my whole spiel, my whole pitch to get my wife's nephew a tour of Ibrox. And I'm so busy trying to concentrate on this that I don't hear, Shug, Shug, Shug! I said, what is it, Walter? Are you telling me you've got Rangers supporters in your family? <laughs> and, uh, the long story short, Walter Smith took my wife's nephew on the conducted tour. He didn't wait for the guy that did it for a living. He got dressed, he took him all round Ibrooks, and he said to me, you sit there and don't move till I get back. All round Ibrooks, and he lined them all up. Gorham, Goff, McCoyst, Durant, whoever was there. And he's got a folder of Rangers photographs to this day. He's now a married man. But that was the extent of Walter Smith's generosity of spirit. There's a child. He's been through a hard time. He wants a tour of Ibrooks. I'll take him. And I'll never, ever forget that day and never, ever forget Walter for doing that. Brilliant. Great story. Glad you, you shared that. I'm sure Kenny will have some stories to share with us between now and the end of the show as well. Let's do one more call though at the moment because Paul is a big Rangers fan on the line. And how would you sum up your feelings tonight, Paul? Oh, listen, first of all, thanks for letting me come on um, at probably such a busy time with people paying their tributes to Walter Smith. So, yeah, um, just sad um, to, to hear the news. Um, but I just want to, to obviously think about all the good times that I grew up under the 9 0 era um, with, with Rangers and obviously brought me really happy memories. Um, I think you also brought the country back together after a difficult period of time when he took a Scotland job and you know you think of the famous results we've had over the, that period of time um, and I, I guess again it, it, it brought the country together obviously in, um, just just through a difficult period of time and you, know, you think it's sad that these things happen but to bring Glasgow together you don't have to look back when Tommy Burns um, sadly passed away as well and, and Walter and Alan McCoyst, um took the coffin too and, and things like that and um, you know, you look at the scenes at Ibrox now, and um, you can see the the, the town pulling together and things like that for him. So I think that just shows you the the making of the the, the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet him a couple of years ago at Chris Boyd's um, annual ball. I actually got the tickets to um, to yourselves, um, and you know, it was a privilege just talking to him and, and having a chance to see him and things like that. Um, and just yeah, just thinking back to all the great times he brought me as a as a Rangers fan and. I think the character of him and, and the professionalism, professionalism of him, sorry, when he conducted himself through the media and things like that and how he represented Rangers Football Club, um, I don't think there'll get anyone like him again. Um, and yeah, just yeah, just to pay tribute to him and thanks for just giving me some time in there just to share some of those. No, memories. thank you, thank you for getting in touch. I mean, Kenny, you've also you've sort of mentioned the. The, the human side, the man management side, the arm 
round the shoulder Is there any sort of football memories that, that jump out straight away that, that you would go back to? Lords, lords and lords and lords Any particular? Uh, yeah, the one particular is and Everybody talks about his man management And he's uh, how good a man a person is There's one little thing My first old firm game back And this is a, it's a tiny, tiny little thing It's a tiny detail that he had obviously, he had obviously clocked That we were half time of the game I think the score was 1-1 at the time 4-2 uh, game at Parkhead My first game back Old firm game back And I think he pulled Steve Davis Just to the side And he just says to him Stephen We got a corner We're going to just have a wee look on the edge Because I see Pedro there Just on his own Steve's like No problem Not a problem So we were 2-1 up at the time uh, We got a corner Stephen has to play the pass To be fair Wee Davo drills it Perfectly for, for Pedro And Pedro just drilled Because the edge of the box was bare and Pedro drills it again. He has to execute the shot like he did. <laughs> you can remember the goal. It was a wonderful strike. And it was after at that moment, even in the celebration, I thought, like, for what's surrounding in an old firm game, and it's carnage, obviously, at the start of a game, and you get caught and your mind could be pulled in a million different directions. He had that that calmness about him, obviously, the experience that he's got and, and how good he just seen that little thing in that game. Mm. And by the way, the two guys, like I said, have to go and execute the pass and execute. But that's a bit of knowledge in a and a lot of guys just get the ball in the mixer. We'll, we'll, we'll put no, no. There's a chance here for us, you know. And the, his tactical brain as as a football manager was was mm. unbelievable. I've seen it with, with Rangers numerous times, but in Scotland as well, he turned it on on a he turned the, the, the fortunes of the team in an instant. You know, we had one get together in a in a February, I think it was, just when he had took over. And normally there would be a game But he decided not to take the game He decided to make it a get-together I think we had a get-together in a Manchester hotel And he just laid out his plan He laid out how he wanted us to operate He laid out what he expected us as, as, as players representing your country And he pulled that squad together You know, and again What we heard an aura about him oh. Again, everybody everybody would, 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 would testify to that But he just seemed to and I, and I don't know what he did I don't know how he did it but for some way, pulled that team together and we started maybe punching above our weight. Results changed immediately. Uh, performances changed. The atmosphere within the group changed. And it was purely down to him. Mm-hmm. And it's how he, I think it is how he went about his business, his professionalism, like, uh, like, like, like Paul's talked about. But for me, I've got one word. I've got one word here down that has been mentioned. I think he had class. He had a class about him that you could, you could only respect, you could only admire. And as a player under his stewardship, you just wanted to do it for him, you know, and that's for me. Was Walter? Thank you very much, Kenny Miller. Thank you, Paul, for taking the time. Paul and Crookston. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to take more of your calls, and we're going to speak to another man who knows all too well what it was like to play under Walter Smith. We'll do that next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller, Hugh Evans, Gordon Diel are here giving us their tributes, their memories of the late, great Walter Smith and some brilliant stuff from you lot on the phones as well and on Twitter. Craig says, I'm listening to tonight's show with a lump in my throat and tears in my eyes. Lovely comments from the callers sharing their memories. I grew up as a teenager with Walter at the helm. He gave me so many amazing memories as the Rangers manager, which I will cherish forever. And Julesy says, I was in a plane back from Glasgow to Faro. Uh, Walter was on the same plane sitting at the back I was so excited I skipped the passport control at Faro And asked for his autograph I told him all my sisters loved him as well And he signed all their names with love Walter <laughs> uh, Says Josie on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Let's bring in Billy Who's on the line in Clyde Bank Hi Billy 
How's you doing, panel? Not bad at all, Billy. How are you? How are you? How are you feeling? Obviously, a sad day, isn't it? Very, very sad day for Scottish football, but for Glasgow Rangers and for Scotland national team as well. Uh, everlasting memories of Walter Smith, but there's one especially everlasting memory. I was at the shareholders meeting when Walter announced he was leaving the club and the standing ovation that Walter got, it will remain with me for the rest of my life. It really will. Uh, I had the pleasure to meet the gentleman uh, after the shareholders meeting and so humble uh, and so down to earth. Uh, I credit to our great football club, Glasgow Rangers Football Club, honestly. So, my thoughts and prayers are with his wife Ethel and his two sons, and uh, I just wanted to share that story. Uh, as I said, the, the standard innovation yeah. will stay with me forever and ever yeah. and ever. I'll bet it will. I appreciate you sharing that, Billy. That was a lovely story. Um, Hugh, what about the professional dealings? Then you mentioned, you know, getting the tour of Ibrox. That's maybe when when professional meets personal. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I sort of came to to this line of work maybe right at the tail end of of Walter Smith's time as uh-huh. as Rangers manager, um, and everyone always talks about the Walter stare that oh, you yeah. used to get if you asked a stupid question or a question that he didn't like. Um, but but also, and again, then maybe linking back to the story you you told about getting the tour, um, a, a, a man who, although w- would give you the stare, you know, enjoyed a, a perfectly good, respectable working relationship with the press, and, and was was just good to people. Yeah. Um, do you ever have the stare? Do you ever have any any oh, yes. on the wrong end of it oh, a few yes. times? But the most memorable of all, uh, I mean, remember I've gone through an era of jockstein, and when Big Jock went off and won, oh, uh, Willie Waddle at Rangers, uh, Jock Wallace, who once clattered me in the jaw, uh, <laughs> uh, John we've Greg. All, we've all dreamt of that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Big Jock did it. Um, but. We got to a stage where Walter had just taken over from Graham Souness. It was early in the post Souness era. And a newspaper of the day floated a story that Aberdeen were going to bid for Ali McCoist. Now, yeah, as if. Uh, so Walter came in looking for the Aberdeen correspondent of the newspaper in question and we're in the foyer at Ibrooks. And we were all in those dim and distant days holding up tape recorders to record what Walter had to say and he went off and I've never ever seen anyone <laughs> not even Sir Alex and the hairdryer when Walter went off and won dearie me you removed all breakables and let's just say that the word was used I think according to legend 34 times in two minutes <laughs> Uh, but You know That happened very very infrequently In a press conference If Walter had something to say And no one had asked the relevant question He would get deep into the press conference Knowing that he was going to get a tap on the shoulder From the PR people to move him on And he would say Here I'm glad you asked that question And he would go off on what he wanted to say And I'm thinking I never asked him anything about that but, Something to get off his chest. Yeah, he would he would use it. But I remember when Rangers lost a European tie at Ibrox four one to let's just say lowly opposition. He came in and he had the stare. 
and no one spoke. No one wanted to ask the question that would get you pinned to the wall. But as I say, and Kenny has highlighted, he knew too much about the game for that to happen too often. It happened that night and he was not happy. But he was as good as any of them tactically. I mean, Kenny, we were wondering, um, Gordon was asking about that sort of famous day against St Mirren, was it League Cup final? Yep, and a Walter Smith yep. sort of... Um, Takes over Comes down and, and writes what, what was going Tell us a little bit About that day I'm sure everyone remembers The image of him uh, Coming down to the touchline To sort things out Well I think What the It was Ali and Kenny Got the Got the job To actually Look after the team I don't know if it was Pick the team uh, But they were In charge for, for the cup games And Obviously we went down To 10 men Kevin Thompson Got sent off uh, In the first half We were not having A good day It was Very similar to the Cup final the, the Scottish Cup final The previous year Against Falkirk Where we were probably Up against it uh, So half time we're, we're down to 10 men It is all kicking off In the dressing room As you can imagine Walter comes in Tells me And a few others To sit the Down Which we duly did uh, And sat and listened And it was that point He kind of mapped out At that point With 10 men How we're going to try And win this game of football uh, That's fine We're all on board again I think Walter's back up to the his seat in the stand Run about the 60th minute Danny Wilson sent off We're down to nine men And I think that was when You would have seen the images Of Walter probably coming down there And, and kindly asking uh, Super Ali to Go and take a seat here sir Because I need to Take care of this So he was stood in that touchline And I've watched this As you can imagine A million times And he stood in that touchline And he controlled And he organised As much as he possibly could For the touchline I genuinely felt that day I played four different positions Because you're, you're just trying To fill spaces when you're two man down The amount of space on the pitch to cover is tough So it was just It was all hands on deck to kind of fill in And sure enough We managed to dig in We managed to kind of limit St Mirren To few chances in that second half And the fact that we're down to nine men I feel that the That they probably overcommitted. They tried something on the edge of the box Big Davy stepped in Passed it to Nasey Who ran unchallenged Probably 50-60 yards to the corner of the box Put a cross in And I was lucky enough That I managed to keep up with Nasey And get there and planted the head in the corner And you know it's like It is one of the, the best moments Best feet I can still feel what I felt Jumping the hordings at, at Hamden Running to the, 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 the gates and shaking it And you know I've put things on Instagram Every kind of year that it comes up And somebody says I was the guy with the joker hat That was in the, <laughs> that was in the, in the stand that day You know amazing memories But when the, the, the camera then pans to, to the dugout And you just see Walter standing and he actually he heads it in with you You know He heads it in with me And you know He kicked every ball that day He organised us He controlled us As much as he could For the touchline And you know Again Class was what he was Tactically Absolutely unbelievable He's, He masterminded it You know mm. he, he got us And he got us To find a way to win You know And that's what that club is It's based on success And we found a way to win I was, I was at that game And everybody in the press all looked to each other when Walter actually came down and he walked right by Ali. And it seemed to me that all of a sudden Rangers with nine men looked like they were playing with 12 men. Because the respect to my, the guys now standing in the, the touchline, we've been there with managers before, but Walter just had this about him. And then obviously, as I say, I do remember it. I remember it for Walter mm -hmm. because I get mixed up. I gave the credit to Nesma. I'm glad you're here to correct me. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Billy. It was nice to hear your memories. What about Alan? 
uh, Who's a Glasgow taxi driver Hugh Now Alan must have a story Because Glasgow taxi drivers Have always got yeah, stories so They are the, the fountainhead <laughs> of all knowledge Take it away Alan The world Take it away Well I picked him up for the BBC And I took him to Helensborough And um Got a lot of traffic Jolly took a wee while We got chatting about Really passionate about his golf Golf match You know it, we, we got to the point Where we've known each other for years Constant chit chat About wine About golf About this about that We get to Helens right? He gives me a 20 quid cash tip BBC are paying for the fare He goes into his house Goes into his cellar Brings me a nice bottle of cab sav Says big and take guys A pleasure talking to you I says the feeling's mutual He says we'll bump, bump into each other Someday on a golf course At that time he was a Scotland manager and I'll see you later I'll play in a golf tournament At the Bill Molesdale uh, Memorial Down at uh, Dundonald uh-huh. And Walter comes straight How you doing Biggin? Brilliant Just like that As if I'd been talking to him the day before And the most down the earth guy And very passionate about his golf Him and Archie had been to Augusta They were amazed at the, how hilly it was You know And he was He was like a wee boy You know Exciting telling the story He was a great storyteller You know And it was just one of the great hires And when I heard that day Honestly I was gutted man You know oh, I love that That's, What can I say No I love that, Alan, because Gordon and I love our golf. Hugh mm. loves his wine, and everybody loves a tip. So <laughs> that's the story's get that story's get everything, Alan. That was brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, right, we'll take more of your calls after these. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Honestly, you always um you always all blow me away on nights like this with the way you're willing to come on and, and share your memories and open up emotionally and all the rest of it. So we're here till eight o'clock. Keep them coming, and we'll speak to you next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Played one super scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Gordon DL, and Kenny Miller are here on a hugely sad day for Scottish football as we mourn the loss of one of our true greats, Walter Smith, who sadly passed away at the age of 73. Obviously, at this time in the evening, we usually would play uh, Beat the Pundit. It feels like it's best to just give that a rest for a night. We'll get back to the usual madness tomorrow. And uh, give you more time to pay your tributes Because the phone lines have been lighting up all night long With some wonderful memories and stories and tributes And Hugh and Kenny and Gordon have been sharing theirs as well So um, although it's sad It's been nice in some ways To to listen to all your tributes and memories Uh, So keep them coming in 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB And we're joined on the line by a man who certainly knows uh, What it's like to play under the late great Walter Smith Stuart McCall uh, Stuart thank you for joining us Unfortunately under sad circumstances Just sum up your feelings today Yeah I, I think like most people I'm, I'm sad for Ethel I'm sad for Neil and Stephen And the, the grandkids But I'm not going to be sad tonight I'm, I'm, I'm going to look back And all the happy times The great memories he gave me um, The great memories I have of him um, When I first Join Rangers. I didn't know who Walter Smith was. I knew he was um, assistant to to Graham, and Graham tried to sign me earlier, and it fell through, and that came up. And you know, but now if I look back over my career, I think of football. There's only one man that you know stands above everybody, and and it's not just for his. Oh, I think Stuart Lane's gone a bit dodgy. We'll get Callum to. To clear that up And we'll speak to him again In the near future No doubt You know uh, He made an amazing difference To Stuart McCall You know Who quickly became A major player Uh, He hadn't arrived In the country As a major player But Walter Smith Made him such uh, And he absolutely thrived Under Walter Uh, Stuart we lost you For a brief second But you were just talking about You know Not knowing too much About Walter Smith When you you first arrived But I'd imagine You certainly knew a lot um, Before long 
Yeah, and you know, I, I, as I said, and if I look back on my career, I think of anything in football-wise. Now, the first man I think about is Sawala, and um, you know, I believed in him, I trusted him, I respected him, and I'm not, you know, ashamed to say I loved him. And you know, he, he was, you know, he, he, as again, I talk about his coaching, his football knowledge. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't get the respect from being a great player. He wasn't a Graham Souness. Um, you know, and he's he got the respect from treating players. He, you know, he got the trust. You know, I, I think the saying, and you talk about it about um, players going through brick walls for managers, that was made for Sir Walter. That was made for the gaffer because I don't know a player. You know, I, I felt ten foot tall going out there. I know there is all cliches, but you know, when when he looks you in the eye and he shakes your hand and he sends you out on that park to do the best you can, then you just don't want to let him down and. Um, you know, it was just, you know, as I say, you know, not about his football sense, his, his values, you know, and, you know, his leadership qualities and everything about him as, as, a, as a person, you know, you know, if, you know, I'd like to think you can be half the man that he is, then you, you end up being a really good man. Um, and, you know, but as I said, I, I, I want to think about him and it is a sad day and, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I spoke to a coach a couple of days ago who's done fantastically well in keeping likes of Ian Ferguson in Australia and Goffey in America and myself and a couple of other boys up to date what was happening. So it wasn't as big a shock as it would have been normally, but it, it's taken a few hours to, to come to terms with it. And as I say, my, my, my feelings and sadness and alpha, you know, the family. But, you know, I've got, a, as I said, a, a bottle of a blue... Gin here, so Walter's gin it is, and um, I'm going to toast him tonight because I, I look back and I remember the good times. I remember what he's done to me, done for me, not only as a player but as a person. Um, and you know, when the end of the nights, the cup final nights, or when we've won the league, I can still visually see him on a chair, celebrating with a <laughs> bottle of beer, singing the songs. At times, I were under the table writing off, but you know, it was, he was. Um, and, and and I've got to be careful because I, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone because I've been so fortunate in my career to work and play under some good managers and coaches. But it was head and shoulders for me the best manager person I've ever played under. And, um, you know, I, 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 I was looking out some old photographs of the dinner. There was one of me and the gaffer at my testimonial dinner. And then um, it just brought back, evolves evoked so many good memories. And um, I just feel honoured and privileged that I, I, I knew such a great human being. And um, yeah, and, and I know it's cliched again, but he is and he was and he always will be the best. It's simply the best for me, 100%. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we can detect sure, what he meant to you. Um, are there any standout memories or stories and I appreciate how difficult that is because there, there, will, there will be so, so many, but is there anything that, that, that springs to mind? No, listen, I was fortunate in seven years. I fell out. I had two disagreements with him. And, you know, no surprise he was right both times. But, you know, I, I think, you know, he also had that. As much as he had, and it wasn't fear. It was just respect. And as much as, you know, he also had, you know, a fun side. And, and you knew you knew you couldn't cross the line. But probably the two ones of late, just how I felt about him, I was at an LMA um, thing at the Etihad a couple of years ago with uh, Pep Guardiola to listen to him and he was brilliant he spoke for a, an hour about his football philosophy etc etc and it was fantastic to be there but I come away I was more buzzing that I'd met the gaffer for 10 minutes 
um, you know, before the event, talked to him, saw how well he was looking after his illness he, he had a couple of years ago. And people said to me, what will Pep like? I said, never mind Pep. You know, the gaffer was there. He was brilliant. He was looking, you know. But the, the one, he recommended me to, 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 to go in at Rangers a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, I, you know, I couldn't have been any more flattered. But the first day I'm in, the first time I sit down and me, I've only just got in, the phone goes, I pick the phone up and it's a gaffer. And his first words were, do you know what you've let yourself in for? And I thought, well, that's really good, isn't it? He's, he's putting me in for the job and then telling me what a job it is. But um, So, yeah, as I say, yeah, it's sad. 100% it's a horrible, sad um, day. But let's look to the, 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 the happiness mm-hmm. it brought to people's lives. You know, that's what I'll be doing tonight. I'll be, I'll be looking at all the great memories I have of him and, and what he's done for me as a person as well as a player. And... Um, you know, I'll be thinking of Ethel and the kids naturally, but um, just a, a, not just as a coach, an absolute human being. Th- there's no better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's think about you know, kind of happy memories, good memories. Um, forgive me, I, I can't remember if you were, were his, his first signing. You must have been one of the early ones, though. You, you certainly shared a lot of that that journey. So, what were the what were the real high football points and, and memories of that journey? You know. To, I'd, I'd been, as I said previously, I'd, I'd been a, um, approached by Rangers a few months before when Graham Souness was a manager. He went down to Liverpool. Then obviously the gaffer took over and I thought, you know, the deal might be dead. Um, I get a call. I go, obviously go side for Rangers. My first game is at Tyne Castle. And this is what I remember at the gaffer. We're, we're, we're first half, people remember, Andy Gorham, like Scott Crabbs, go, thought he was going wide. It went into the corner. We come in 1-0 down. But we played, we controlled the game. If I'd have been, a, you know, if this was an away game with Everton and we'd gone and we'd controlled the game, we'd be coming in going, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. You know, keep playing, keep possessing the ball. Gary Stevens going to Goffey and we're playing it around the back and into midfield. And we're coming at half time and bear in mind, I've only, you know, I've only been in the place two minutes and I sat down and the next minute the door flies open and the gaffer goes right up to Richard Goffey, captain, and balls him out and shouts him, it's no good about tippy-tappy football. There's only one thing that counts at this club and he's winning. And that stuck with me because I'm thinking, we're actually doing okay here. But that, that was life at Rangers and that's what Walter always always told us, you know, and everyone knew that. It was about winning. It wasn't how you were playing at the times. It was about winning and doing the right things. And that was just the level that he set. It, it, it was a... You know, expectation level, and so so the younger lads, or not the younger lads, the new lads were under no illusions. Myself, Andy Gorham, David Robertson, Big Miko, the lads that had just come in, because he had to make, you know, a stance. He'd only been in the job, you know, it was his first season, and for him to go up to Richard, you know, the captain of the club, and have a and really have a go at him, thought right, that that is what's expected. That's the levels of what we need to get to. Because I'm thinking we're doing okay here, yeah. but at Rangers, okay wasn't enough. And you know he, he he drilled that through to us, and you know and rightly so. And in the nicest way possible, Stuart, I ask this with the utmost respect. We're talking about man management. How on earth did he control the likes of yourself and McCoyst and Gascoigne uh, individually? Never mind when you all got together. Well, you know, again, it, well, because he probably he he joined in as much as anyone at the end <laughs> of the night. So that was that was the thing. But I remember the one time he. We went to uh, Marbella. We used to go to Marbella in the, in the, in the mid-season break or whatever. We, we had a few days off. And, you know, he came in one, one morning just before they were flying out. And I think there was me, Gordon, and John Brown in the 
treatment room. And he says, that's one thing. At least I won't have to worry about you three over there. It'll be a nice, calm trip. 24 hours later, we're hearing back Brian Loudup's throwing up in the foyer. People are getting... And, and he came back and, and he, he came back in five days later and he came up to me. He said, I hold my hand up. At least I know what I'm getting from you rather than them other buggers. So, you know, it, it was just a... Yeah, it, it's weird because... And how you get the best out of people and, and, and control people, if you like, is through respect. And nobody I know and could ever say anything that you didn't respect the gaffer because, you know, whatever he had to say, he would tell you, he'd be honest, and that's all you can ask for the man. And, and I've seen the word, and it would probably be the biggest word I would, the integrity of the man. Um, and you could just learn. So I learned more probably just about being a person um, and a character and how to lead people from him than I did than what I did on the football park at times, if I'm honest. Um, but you just knew, you just you just didn't want to let him down. Um, you know, and, and that, that's how I felt every time I went on that football park. I just didn't want to let the man down. And um, and I did. And I did on, on numerous occasions. Um, and you just feel bad for it, you know. So, um, but no, it, you know, he caught with everyone. Everyone will have the stories. Gaz has told my, lots of stories about him and how he got the best out of uh, out of Paul. Um, and along with Archie, who again, he'll be he'll be hurting tonight because Archie, you know, him and Archie were really close, and he was a terrific and is a terrific person as well as Archie. They were a great combination. Brilliant, sure. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's it's obvious uh, that the good memories and the impact that Walter Smith had on you. So enjoy that, Jim. Cheers, thank you Good man, that was Stuart McCall Great insight Well honestly, you could sit and listen to those stories all day long Let's bring in Grant, who's also a Rangers fan in the South Side Take it away Grant, what's your point tonight? How are you doing? Good, uh, I'm, I'm a, a massive Rangers fan Walter Smith was the best manager that I've seen at Ibrox uh, I'm 50, it's not as if I'm a young guy, I'm 56 But a great story about Walter Smith My friend was getting married in Duck Bay Marina uh, we were in the reception bit, obviously, and then we went into the dancing later on. We were in a wee bit early. The cabaret guy was on, singing. And I clocked Walt on his wife, Ethel, and a couple of friends. So we chipped in, sent him a bottle of champagne over. I didn't want to go over. I didn't even the nerve to go over and say hello, because uh, he held that much esteem in the place. But he got up and he sang Beatles song, Just 17. Sung a song for everybody. And when he found out he had a bottle of champagne, came right over to us, shouted one of the waiters over and said, double rounds for these guys at the bar, whatever they're wanting. Spoke away to us. We were, up, we were all Rangers men uh, and had time of day for us. And I'm just saying, for a guy that's such a great, he was just down the earth, honest guy. That's what I love the world. Yeah, I love that story, Hugh and, and Kenny will definitely be able to chip in on this Because he loved his music, didn't he? And yeah, then the Beatles in particular I was expecting that to come up at some point But that, they weren't his favourites Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young He loved <laughs> he loved them uh, Anybody? No? no? Yeah Well, Walter loved Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young So there you are There we go And, and heavy metal That was Terry Butcher influence there You know, a bit loud <laughs> for me But he loved Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. That won't surprise you, Kenny, will it? Was the, the microphone him, McCoyst, when they got together? That would have been a Well, not semi. at all. I think, when, I think when Ali was there, though, Ali would probably have taken charge. Taken over. Maybe have let, let him take uh, centre stage here. But it was interesting listening to some of the things because I spoke to big Gary Caldwell on the way on the way here. And 
Stuart kind of I talked about when he met him at the LMA and it was more excited with meeting him. Gaz says he met him at an LMA event as well. And the thing about him, similar to Jesse Grant on line, straight across the big Gaz, cuddle, how you doing, asking how he's getting on. No matter what was going on with him, he was straight across to see big Gaz, ask him how he's getting on. Both thanking each other for their performance against France at Hamden. Probably that will be it, yep. <laughs> so what, what, what a day that was as well. But again, just another thing about Walter, he was straight across, doesn't matter how long you've not seen him in, mm-hmm. he was straight across to make sure everything was okay, as long as you were, again, as he enjoying his coaching journey, anything he could help him with. Uh, yep, so again, that kind of echoes a lot of, yeah. the, a lot that, of the stories that, that we've heard. Paul Gascoigne, I mean, to get as much out of Paul Gascoigne as he did. Well, the story's great, isn't it? He goes over to Italy and yeah. finds Paul Gascoigne on a quad bike and says, do you want to come and sign for... I mean, imagine, it doesn't seem like that long ago. It certainly won't no. to you. And in this model, you know, the thought of that of a manager physically making that journey. But making sure that Paul Gascoigne... I mean, it was never possible to keep Gaza on the leash all the time. But to get as much mm. out of him as he did, it, it takes a special man to do that. Gordon, was there not a time he did pick up the phone to you but you wished he hadn't? Oh yeah, but I, I received a nice bottle of wine uh, oh, for it, uh, Gordon. I was Air United manager, and I was sitting in my office one day, and I got a phone call through, and it was from Walter. I was very surprised, and uh, he says to me, "Look, I'm looking for a closed door game." And when guys, you like thought Walter, he was wanting you to go as his assistant? Well, I was hoping so, but when guys like Walter Smith phone you up and uh, ask you for a game closed door, uh, he says, "I've got this trialist I want to have a look at." I thought, yeah, that'd be great. Give my boys a bit of competition, bring them down. And it was Marco Negri. And um, I was sitting with Walter in the director's box and obviously there was no crowd in. It was just, you know, uh, the subs and whatever. And Negri, I think, scored five or six. So no <laughs> doubt that he got signed and be, um, he was successful at Rangers. But I can always remember Walter thanking me. I had good times sitting talking to him. I was trying to pick his brain. I think he was fed up with me. And then the following day... Uh, a nice bottle of red wine arrived and a thank you card from him so it just shows you the kind of guy he was bit of a theme developing here I must say uh, thanks Grant that was another great story 01419511025 we'll take more of your calls and again we could do this till midnight there have been so many tributes today that we've recorded already and that we could play out so I'll try and give you some of them and more calls next as well Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Deal, Hugh Evans, Kenny Miller all here taking your calls, your memories, your tributes to the late great Walter Smith. Uh, let's hear from some people from across Scottish football because lots of the the tributes, lots of the, the praise of the great man has involved this idea that he... Blows away the football rivalry that, that we have in this city And in this country And across the obvious divide And other divides And all across Scottish football So many people today uh, Speaking out about the impact That he had as a man Or as a football manager So let's hear from some of them Guys that can Can put it much better certainly uh, Than I can And if we're talking about Crossing that divide Well listen to this from Now Aberdeen player Scott Brown Yeah he was fantastic And he, he gave me a bit of advice Once when I it was my first cap. He went, "We man." He went, "Go on and cause carnage." And I was like, "Oh yeah, thanks very much." He went, "You're going on that front." He went, "Go and cause carnage and get yourself a goal." And to be fair, on the day, I scored the goal, uh, but it was offside and uh, it came off. And it was just—it was a fantastic occasion as well. And it, it was at the time you, you're looking, and it was probably one of the first times that I that I met Walter when I was going into the Scotland squad as well. And 
it was this huge presence at the time and you knew when he came in the room everyone went dead quiet and everyone had huge respect for him as well and he was fantastic manager at Scotland for the Rangers as well. And what he'd done down in England too was fantastic. We working with huge clubs and huge managers as well. And you don't have to be from Scotland or Glasgow to know all about Walter Smith and, and how great he was. Just listen to Ange Postacoglu. Well aware of his uh, standing as a manager and um, you know his record uh, um, both at club level and national team level. Um, and more importantly, I think... Uh, you know, you see the measure of the man when, um, you know, the people who are sort of giving the tributes today. I mean, I just heard, uh, you know, Ali McCoyce to uh, eloquently put it that uh, he was just a great man. And, um, you know, a sad loss for for Scottish football, um, for sure. Uh, but someone who, uh, like all of us, we, 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 we all want to sort of try and uh, make our mark as people as much as, as uh, in our profession and uh, he's one of that rare breed that definitely did that and if we're talking about making your mark well there are still managers in our top flight in Scotland who want to emulate Walter Smith take what they learned from him put it into practice of course he was a successful Scotland manager as well and managed the likes of Motherwell boss Graham Alexander I owe you know the resurgence of my Scotland career to him who he you know uh, called me up after a while out of the squad and uh, I had my without doubt my best spell as a Scotland player playing for for Walter um I still use my experience under him to to uh, in part of my my management career because he made it really clear for the players he um he had full belief in his players that he he almost I just remember that the standout time for or game for me was um when we played France at Hamden and he, he basically uh, read a script for how the game would go <laughs> um, possibly not with us winning but us giving us the best chance of winning and and the game panned out exactly how he described it it could do if we did our jobs right and he, how composed he was at half time and before the game and how relaxed we were going into that game Graham Alexander also said something today Kenny which I thought was really interesting he admitted he said I thought having an aura was was made up. It didn't exist. And then I met Walter. Is that something you can I've already, recognize? I've already said it on the show. You know, he, he had uh, an aura, a presence. Uh, like, all the words that are, are similar to that, he walked in a room. I think it was, was it Stuart that said it, or, or Scott had said it just that he walks in a room. You know he's walked in. You you pay attention. You As, as a player in, under, in one of his teams, you're, he walks in and you're thinking, right, okay, things go silent and you're waiting. You're waiting for Walter to speak, you know. So aura, absolutely presence, totally. Mm. Uh, let's bring in Stephen, who's a Rangers fan from Blackpool. Uh, obviously, a sad day, Stephen. How are you feeling? Eh, absolutely gutted to be honest. When I heard the news, to be honest, eh, I'll be honest. I was a Celtic fan. I was brought up as a Celtic fan. My whole family were diehard Celtic, eh, and it was just about Walter Smith, Barry McCoy, Mark Hatley back in the nineties, early nineties. What they were doing with the club, but made me kind of. As soon as I was old enough to realise, oh, do you know what? That's the club for me. And Walter Smith, he was a big part of my life in the 90s, me growing up. It's very sad for Scottish, not just Scottish football, but world football, to be honest with you. Yeah, did you ever have the privilege of, of meeting him, Stephen? Yes, I did. I can't even remember what age I was, but his boy played football with my older brother. 
uh, and it was in Duntoka, and I was standing with my dad, and I'm giving it, that's Walter Smith, it's Walter Smith there, can I, could they believe I was so staffed for <laughs> him? Well, I'm going over, my dad's like, go, go, go talk to him, I went over, and I'm giving it, when's Ali, Ali McCoyst and Andy Gorham were out injured at the time, and I can remember the query there, I'm giving it, when's Ali coming back, when's Andy, and he's like, soon, 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 and it got to the stage where my dad had come over and physically dragged me away, and I'm like, come on, leave the poor guy alone, he's like, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, <laughs> even then, just such a nice guy, he was just willing to talk to me, do you know what I mean? Even when he was watching his son play football, he's still there chatting away to us. Absolutely. I mean, Hugh, do you know what? This is the thing, because I, I can't, I, I wish I could, I, I didn't know Walter Smith, I, I can't pretend to, yet I still am acutely aware of how much of a family man he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned his sons, and people may know his sons sort of work in the football industry, yeah. certainly one of them. Um, and you, 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 Kenny mentioned you, you would just see him with, with his boys and with their sons and, and so on, and it just oozed out of him. Archetypal family man He and Ethel had been together since school uh, Over in Carmel uh, The greats Wear their greatness lightly They don't walk about saying I'm Walter Smith, look at me They behave As Stephen knows How he behaved He would never be disrespectful To anyone, whether they supported Rangers, Celtic Or anybody else uh, He was a giant figure in our game He was As I said The archetypal family man He will never be Forgotten There will be Something done by Rangers To honour Walter Smith But at his core This was just A decent man And we are discussing decency As if it's some sort of Novel concept He Showed his decency On many occasions Never more so Than the day of Tommy Burns funeral When he and Ali Carried Tommy Burns coffin into St Mary's Church Which is the cradle of Celtic Football Club But regardless of what anyone thought about that gesture He was going to do it and so was Ali And they did it And they did it because of their respect for Tommy Mm -hmm. Yeah that that image just will stay with fans of Scottish football for a long time won't it Yeah of course The the sad thing is that I, I remember Vividly the following day Reading all sorts of reports That this was the watershed moment This would be the day From which there would be no return The relationship between the Celtic fans And the Rangers fans Will be changed forever Sadly And it wasn't for the want of trying By Ali McCoyst and Walter Smith It didn't turn out like that Stephen what are your best football memories then Or or ones that jump out for you? God there's absolutely a few uh, probably the Europa League final To be honest with you It was an absolutely great day I was in Manchester myself for it And it was absolutely fantastic And totally turned turn the TVs off To be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean Kenny that The thing about that run is I don't know Even the most optimistic Rangers fan Would, would probably Admit you're not looking at that tournament And thinking Yeah we're in the top two teams In this tournament Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, it, was, it was an incredible so, so I was I was down south watching it I was watching it and again what we've discussed already about the nine man cup final Scotland when he come over and just said Graham Alexander touched about mapping a plan to beat France or maybe not beat France but you do this that will give us the best possible chance to get a result and that was that run you know Rangers found a way to win away from home some of the results away from home were were phenomenal you'd think all right, we need need to get a goal or two goal advantage at home no no we'll we'll take a nil-nil 
Because we can go there mm-hmm. We can sharp shop We can hit teams on the counter We can get set plays We can rely on our players Being right at the peak of their game Again You think of that run You think of Alan McGregor Away as Werder Bremen You think of Stephen Whitaker Weaving his way through Was it Sporting Lisbon You know Some of the moments And that was What was planned We can do it if we do it correct We carry a lot of luck We have players at the top of their game And he, he just He set his team up With the best possible chance You know So when you're talking about Man management You're talking about Being a fantastic human being Everything he was But as a tactical f- Football man He was second to none I mean Gordon Stephen Davis Will know the man well Alan McGregor Will know the man well Those Who play for Rangers Currently Who don't know him Will have felt His presence around the club You, you can't ignore it They may have been lucky enough To meet him on, on the odd occasion He's everywhere He embodies that football club And it goes without saying The fans So tomorrow is going to be Quite an occasion Gordon I've been very privileged To sit here tonight And listen to guys That you know Worked under him Like obviously Kenny uh, Had a spell under him Stuart McCall You hear the passion You hear Graham Alexander That you know Worked under him At the national team Uh, I only knew uh, Walter very briefly Through Obviously I played against him a long, long time ago When I was a young lad at Rangers And he was just starting off at Dundee United But he made his his name in football And became And it's easy to use the word legend But he's a he's a massive Rangers legend He will never be forgotten You can hear the passion of the supporters tonight You can hear the passion of the players And I keep going back to it The respect of everyone calls him gaffer um, You know, Stephen Gerrard come up here And right away he took him under his wing He helped him Because he knows how difficult A mm. job it is And um, Yes He'll certainly never be forgotten Through the corridors of Ibrox Let, That's for sure Let's bring in Martin In Mount Vernon Martin I know you're a Celtic fan So uh, You know it stays like this Where that sort of stuff Doesn't really matter The rivalry gets put into perspective Doesn't it? Oh definitely Definitely Were you ever lucky enough to meet him Martin? Uh, yeah I, would, I met him once uh, At a golf outing and uh, it was actually quite fun. It was like two days before an old firm game, and uh, he wasn't fortunate enough to win a prize. And the compere uh, stitched him up big time, and brought him up on stage and presented him with a green and white hooked polo top. <laughs> and without any hesitation, he puts it on and basically walks around and speaks to each and every table wearing this hooked. Green and white top And which I thought was uh, The mark of the man Yeah I mean Hugh that, Let's be honest Sometimes this stuff Gets gets overstated right And you see it on days like this As if as if it's Really noble of you To wish Walter Smith well Just because you're a fan Of a rival team you know, it, it, it should go without saying yeah. but, but, but there is a There is a serious point In there somewhere That, that we mentioned earlier About There is a An elite band Of People Tommy Burns, Walter yeah. Smith, who yeah. just make the full thing seem irrelevant for a moment in time, and I'm sure we'll get back to to that not being the case. Today, Glasgow has shown the high regard in which Walter Smith was held by Rangers and Celtic fans. You won't get people saying a bad word about Walter Smith, and that's important for Ethel, for Neil and Stephen. For the grandchildren to know how loved her husband was, their father was, their grandfather was. Uh, football is great, it's got the glory, but 
tonight, everyone will be thinking, as Stuart McCall said, about Ethel and the boys and the grandchildren. And it's nice for them to know that the city, the country, is saddened by the loss of Walter Smith. When was the last time you, you managed to see him or, or speak to him, Kenny? Obviously, the illness has been there for a while and... Um... Try to think when when would have been the last time you had some contact. I think the last time would have been when I was I was still a player. Uh, I think I was injured at the time, and he he came into the doc's office all the time. He actually had the boys, uh, the, the two grandkids with him, always bring up with the games. Always want to come, sit up in the director's box and enjoy mm-hmm. a enjoy a game. And that was again, you see him straight away. It's like you've you've seen him yesterday. It's like no times passed. You know, he's straight up to see who we are. Ask me when I was probably getting fit. Would, would be the first thing he said. You need to be on the pitch, but. Uh, Again, obviously, when I've been away and, and you've, you've kind of retired for football, you've been away. You hear again. I, I spoke to I spoke to Big Boyd there, but I think Boyd had seen him a few months back. He says he was he was he was in good spirits and mm-hmm. things. Uh, so again, you're trying to keep in touch to find out where the gaffer was and and things. But no, that was probably a good few years ago now. I know, but it was always on the other end of the phone. Yeah. I obviously had a few kind of testing moments towards the end of the time at Ibrox, and I did call him for a bit of advice. Did again, you? So when when things went. Like things were going, yeah, things were going a little bit kind of. You picked up the phone to him. Then. I needed a bit of advice. I needed to know how to handle a certain situation. And again, he was always there uh, to give advice. And w- <laughs> without sort of, because I know there'll be specifics about that. You won't want to open on on this night. But w- what sort of advice are we talking? You know then it was it was literally just to be like, to be a man about it. You know, go go and, go and deal with it head on, which I think is what he dealt with a lot of situations with a bit of honesty. Uh, again, he was. He was always again. I said right at the start, he had a way kind of he knew what to say and when to say it, you know. And it, it gave me a good bit of advice at that time to kind of go and deal with a certain situation. Again, forever grateful because having someone like that at that club that, that you could kind of reach out to, mm-hmm. to to get a bit of advice to be a sounding board, you know, it was it was it was fantastic to have that there. And I'm of this is probably generally about loss and, and, and grief, but those would have been maybe sl- small. Episodes in your life, but now that those will be stuff that you'll cherish, I would imagine. Absolutely, all all the stories you've got, and, and you're right. You could be here all night listening to everybody's story. You know, one of the things about again listening to all the stories and all the fans coming on, it didn't matter if you knew Walter for thirty years or forty years, like like you did, or if you actually had a little spell under him as a player for two or three months. There's something there. Someone's got something to say. Some he's 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 reached that player, that person on a level that. He could have knew them for 20, 20 years, he could knew them for 20 minutes. And someday he'll have a, again, mm-hmm. meeting a guy in a bar, you know, or a restaurant. He's got a story, he touches people, he reaches people on a, on a level, you know, and that's that, that's, a, that's a special gift. Yeah, I've always, you know, you always hear in any football manager that there are some who need to kick up the backside, there are some who need the arm around the shoulder, and then as football's progressed, that's become even more difficult because you've got guys who come from abroad and maybe a different culture and different personalities. Are, are there any examples that stand out of, of the way he sort of changed his approach? Because I think you mentioned, you know, he, he was he was willing to give you a hard time, for instance, at that half time at St Mirren. Were there other guys that needed more of an arm? And, and could you see the different approach? You know, to see with Walter, again, sometimes you wouldn't see it because sometimes it's done behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things done behind closed doors that you don't know about how he's dealing with certain things. And, <laughs> and also players have got things going on in their lives as well you know because again players are people they've got things going on in their life so Walter would always have been there to help again the thing with Walter and someone again there's so many people I've had stories tonight that I've maybe been sure that you didn't want to let him down so for me I, there was only a select few times where 
you, you felt he maybe needed to actually say things to you, whether it be good or bad, because you genuinely, I, I did not want to let him down, same as what Stuart says, you wanted to go out there and give everything you, you could to win a game of football, and if you didn't, you actually, I felt like I had let him down, you know, and it's a horrible, horrible feeling to have, because it gave us as a group so much, it gave me as a, as a player and a person so much, that you just wanted to give that back, mm-hmm. and kind of reciprocate that, that you were that kind of, it was that genuine, and you were that, you wanted to do it so much that you just didn't want to mm-hmm. let down, you know. And so seeing the other side, uh, no. Again, he did have the stare and I was on the receiving end of that a couple of times. Uh, unfortunate for me, it was in a good way. We, we played Hamilton. Uh, I was sub again. I wasn't happy with him because he made me sub because we had a Champions League game on through the week. So he told me he was resting me and I was like, Gaffer, I've scored the first three games of the of the season. I want to, I want to maintain my your, your sub. That's it. No problem. So anyway, I went on with 10 minutes ago. We were drawing 1-1 with Hamilton at, at Hamilton. And I scored the one in the last minute, and it was, wasn't a great game. Uh, for some reason, I managed to get man of the match for scoring the winner. So I was away <laughs> while he was, so he was giving the players an absolute roast, which I never knew. I was doing the, my sky bit with my, my bottle of champagne, and happy as Larry. Thinking so you're the man, in, thinking I was the man, yeah. <laughs> and I walked in, and Coyste and Kenny are sitting there, and I walked in. Place is dead. Ten minutes that was. Imagine he played me for the start. What would he got? And he just looked at me. He looked at me, obviously he overheard me. I never <laughs> said it with, with him in mind that he would hear it. I said it to Coyste and Kenny, and he just gave me the stare. Obviously, I put the champagne down and went and sat down and got a Gave shot. it to him. Sorry. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. That's Kenny Miller, Hugh Evans, Gordon Dealer here. We've got one more part for you tonight, so keep your calls coming in. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Gordon DL, Kenny Miller All here, what a night It's been, I did say at the start That these are shows that well, We wish we didn't have to do We wish that there wasn't the, the sadness and the grief That comes with losing one of The great figures of our game But ultimately it, it does lead to Some great stories, tributes, memories From the guys in here and more importantly from you lot out there on the phones as well it's um, it's been incredible Drew says many thanks for, for tonight the tribute to Walter simply being class Colin says fitting show I'm just back from Ibrooks, paying my respects now sitting here in the car and going through all different uh, emotions Rod would have loved to have phoned in but don't think I could have held it together I want to thank you Kenny Gordon and yourself and uh, there's a bit of a theme here Fred says he played in a golf uh, charity day with Walter in Qatar uh, I was invited onto the four ball as a token Celtic man and duly turned up in a Celtic golf shirt. The banter flowed all day and the wine flowed all evening. Fond memories and some great laughs. So, uh, yeah, some great stuff coming in uh, on Twitter as well as the phones. Let's go again. Let's bring in uh, Glenn, who's from Renfrew. Glenn, it's, it's, been, it's been an emotional night for all the Rangers fans who've phoned in. How are you feeling about it all? Hi Glenn, can you hear us okay? Yeah. Tell you what Glenn, you sound as if it is very emotional So I'll give you, give you a second Last thing I want to do is make you feel uncomfortable I know it's tough but I know you'll want to have your say and, and pay tribute So just take a breath, take your time And uh, Hugh, this is hours on and, and people are still, still feeling it And like I say, tomorrow Rangers against Aberdeen It's a little bit of a cliche So forgive me but Football doesn't feel that important, um, but but it's 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 obviously a vehicle for for all of this stuff, and that will be quite an atmosphere tomorrow. Well, highly charged, I think, would be the, the description of the atmosphere. Uh, and then I can imagine that when the referee blows his whistle, 
those who support Rangers will say Well the only way to honour Walter Smith Is yeah. to win the match yeah. uh, It's as simple and straightforward as that There's nothing more that anyone can do The players can only honour his memory by winning The fans can only honour his memory by Roaring the team to a win And Aberdeen must pay their professional respects By trying mm. not to lose against Rangers Because Walter Smith didn't expect mm. anyone to come And not try to yeah. win uh, and actually, you know, we've got championship games tonight Morton, Partick Thistle, Ayr, Kilmarnock Big derby that, Gordon Dio loves that one Dunfermline, Wraith, Hamilton, Queen of the South Inverness are both uh, a minute's silence Before all of those games uh, As a tribute to Walter Smith uh, Glenn, what's your, f- have you got a favourite memory Or something that stands out over Walter Smith's time in charge? Yes What stands out? I think Glenn's line actually is, is is not great either. I'm struggling to make Glenn. Glenn, do you know what? Yeah, maybe give us a call back if we don't get the chance. We we'll, 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 can do it tomorrow. And um, I think the line's actually a bit ropey, and I, I can't really hear Glenn. Let's try uh, Alan um, from Linwood. Uh, Alan, how are you tonight? I am okay. What's your main memory? Your main tribute to Walter Smith, Alan? Um, I, I was just I was throwing it inside Linwood. I'm actually for Burnley, but I'm sitting oh, sorry, outside. Sorry, sorry. My apologies What's it like at Ibrox at the moment Alan Because you know I was down there earlier And I mean the weather was Ridiculous And you know People were still coming And, and paying their respects What's it like now? Yeah it's crowded It's probably maybe 10-15 deep at each gate um, Cars right along the front Of the stadium On the centre of the reservation As well it's, 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 it's beautiful to see Obviously under horrible circumstances But people still Still plenty of people arriving um, Loads and loads and loads Of tributes Which is always nice to see But um, for, for me, memories of Walter. Um, Andy's talking. Kenny said earlier about uh, they talk about the man. Um, that's testament to exactly what he was. I, I met him once. I bought a new top um, in the, the stadium shop the night before an old firm game, and I came out the shop and the team were departing for the hotel, and I managed to catch him. Um, and he, he's obviously the tags are still on the top. He signed the shoulder, and he's saying that's your new top round. I said no, you've just made it better. Um, <laughs> But I, I remember fondly growing up through the, the, the golden era, um, my, my teens and my late teens, um, the nine in a row and then the Manchester trip and all that. It, it, it was part of everything. It made you feel part of it. Um, really, really was testament to, to what the Rangers family um, brand. Uh, but I always remember the tank top and the brown brogues and that stern look. But then there was a wee crack of a smile. Uh, what, what really, really favoured me was... Um, I grew up, McCoy was my hero, and soon as dirty day waters, if you like, I mean, as soon as went, the, the bond between Walter and Ali was absolutely you know, what it is and, and what it's always going to be. And best mates, as Ali says today, was his, his second father. Mm. Um, Walter, Walter put Ali back on, and, and the rest, as he says, history. But Walter Smith was a brilliant man manager, brilliant steadier of the ship. Um, and in, in my lifetime, there's never been one better. So, sad, sad day. But as I say, I'm sitting here just now, um, with pride in my chest, actually looking at the amount of people here and, and all the beautiful tributes. And can I just say as well, for, for other clubs, Motherwell Scarves, Celtic Scarves and Tops, mm-hmm. testament to the guy, a total gentleman of our game. Yeah. Sad, sad loss. And, and well. Hugh, I wonder, um, so Alan, and I'd be great fascinated by this because I was thinking about the... The size of the reaction and it is down to the man. You know that that's that's the that's the the reason for it. But there, maybe another factor is 
just think how much how much he spanned. You know, if you if you take the, you know the start of the the first Ranger spell yeah. to the end of the second Ranger spell, we're covering quite a lot of years there. Then his presence is still felt at Rangers. You add in the Scotland mix as well. So Walter Smith means so much to fans from the age of you know I don't from from for, for men of your age right yeah. down to to people younger than me. You know, they they all feel like they they, they know him. Yeah, does that make the, sense? The, the, that's a testimony to his greatness uh, Because that's the way the greats are regarded I remember the press conference when uh, Ali took over as Rangers manager And he said, it's like taking the microphone from Frank Sinatra <laughs> You know, and and that's it He, he was the, the superstar With the humble touch And tonight, everyone will think of Walter Smith fondly uh, and they'll think of the football achievements And they are legion But they'll also think And this programme tonight has reflected it beautifully They'll also think of the person Who loved every Ranger supporter individually But would never be dismissive of Celtic fans Who would enjoy the joke with the Celtic fans Who would put on the green and white polo shirt There's rivalry And then there's decency And you can have both at the same time uh, we're nearly done Kenny If you could just leave us by Just kind of summing it up In conclusion What what the man meant to you Yeah well again Father figure uh, Leader Manager Coach Everything that people have talked about But for me again I mentioned the word class His class His standards His values Were everything that embodied Glasgow Rangers And he was a winner Absolutely Well said Thank you Kenny Because I know it won't have been easy for you Thanks to Hugh for all your memories Gordon DL Thank you uh, as well But the biggest thanks Goes to you lot um, I'm always Blown away By your willingness To come on And Open up And share your emotions And your tributes And your stories And uh, like I said At the start We wish we didn't have to do these shows It's clearly a sad uh, Event But if anything Remotely good can come of it Is that We've shared a right good few stories tonight So thank you for taking the time We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow With a full fixture card By the way In the Premiership And Johnny Campbell is up next <laughs>